Hey, I'm Vinny. And I'm Nat. And this is the Relatively Fit Podcast. Hello. Hi. I miss you. Can I just start off by saying that? Are you sure about that? Yeah, I miss your face. Oh, okay. <laughs> At this point, you're supposed to say, I miss you too. I miss your face. Well, you see, I was having this conversation the other day with someone. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, because I said to I said to Andre, I was like, oh, I love you. Oh. And then he was like, I know, or something like that. Ooh. And I was like, excuse me. Presumptuous. I Things was like, are you going to say, say I love you back? Yeah. And then he was like, well... It doesn't, like, I don't need to say I love you just because you said you love me. It's like, because I already love you, whether you say, or whether you tell me or not, or something like that. So basically, if I'm using that example, then just because you said you've missed me, that it doesn't mean. (laughs) (laughs) So you're like, so what, did you miss me? I don't need to say I miss you because you already know that I do. What kind of film has he been watching? I don't know. But I feel like (laughs) we're going to love after lockdown or something like that. oh baby oh my i God. love you and they're like speaking, mm-hmm, girl. speaking of remember <laughs> that love is love after lockdown there's yeah. like a spin-off called life after lockdown and it's yes, started the but people there, not, it started yeah it's chi- it's tuesday <laughs> it's tuesday yeah. then it's, it's monday tuesday Yeah, but you don't need to say it because I already know you, you do. <laughs> yes, Andre. I wasn't on your side, but I'm on your side now. Well, yeah. So basically, yeah, I do miss you, but I don't need to tell you that because... Well, sometimes I need to hear it. <laughs> well, exactly. That's my point. Like, I was yeah. telling him, like, sometimes I just need to hear it. Well, that's why they say, what is it, that book? Men are from something. Women are from Venus and men are from somewhere else because... They you are from just, somewhere else. Yeah, the bin. Because <laughs> you, <laughs> you just you need to hear it. From the bin. Yeah, from the bin. Trash. I mean, <laughs> you just need to hear it. Just uh, say just, it in it. Not from the bin. He's oh no, just, I'm not talking about Andre. I'm not talking from... about your situation. I love Andre. You know this. Andre's, Andre's, Andre's a special, a special character. I think we're both special. Mm-hmm. How about you? <laughs> okay. Do you know what? No, you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? Like yeah. I love Andre. You know that already. I don't need to tell you. <laughs> but I love you too, but I tell you all the time. Because yeah. it'd be weird me telling him all the time. Why? He might think I know he thinks I'm weird already, but then he'll <laughs> ma- <laughs> he'll think I'm weirder. Which I'm not sure is possible well i think well, it's possible, i think you're yeah. both weird so it's fine game recognize game yeah exactly yeah he's weird and you're you're weird you like weird people i do yeah and then you don't tell us that you know sm- small small amounts though yeah you don't like it when i come in and shout Hi! oh my god love you <laughs> yeah. yeah bye like if i kissed you you'd be like oh get off yeah just relax enjoy it you're lucky. <laughs> anyway, I love you. Hello, everybody. Lockdown madness. Uh, I mean, I have this? no words. I'm just like, oh. Uh. <laughs> Look, you know what? I'm clearly delirious, okay? I've got to that point where I don't know what day it is. Well, I do know because it's Tuesday then. It's, it's Tuesday, 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 Tuesday yeah. uh, It's Tuesday then. <laughs> I only know it's Tuesday because I'm looking at my computer. Um, I only know it's Tuesday because you said it. Yeah. Well, you know what? You Actually, just... I know it's Tuesday. Yeah. Because we had an appointment with somebody. A very special guest. Yeah. Which okay. we'll get onto in a well, sec. Well, you know what? I think we're probably driving people crazy. Well, I'm probably driving people crazy because I'm delirious. But um, yes. Shall we go for Inspo of the Week? Inspo of the Week. 
wonderful. We have a man. (laughs) A man? Yes, because you know what? This is equal opportunities, okay? And you can find inspiration from anywhere and anyone. And I found inspiration in this person because I just thought he was absolutely amazing. Um, I followed his progress. And I was just in awe of him. My inspo of the week is Chris Nickish. Nickish or Nickick? Um, I hope I said his name right. If I haven't, I apologise. So I found out about Chris on Instagram um, because I follow the Iron Man account. And the account would update his progress. You know, it would say, you know, where he was on the course what bit he'd completed and you know people were sending well wishing you know messages and saying you can do it and I really got swept up in it and I was following you know all the updates and when I found that he'd completed it I was really emotional because um I was reading up on his story and how hard he'd worked and the one percent philosophy and I was just in awe of him And, you know, we've said it many, many times, representation matters. So just seeing him as the first person with Down syndrome to complete an Ironman, that was inspiring to me. And hopefully, hopefully it will inspire other people um, with disabilities or with Down syndrome, you know, to give things like this a try. So my inspo of the week is Chris Nickish, Nickick. I'm really sorry if I've just made a complete hash of that. But yeah, Nick's on Instagram. And there's so many little um, snippets about him and his life on YouTube as well. So if you've got some time, you know, check him out and have a look. He's brilliant. I love that thing about the 1% rule. Yeah. Um, I was recently interviewed about something and I mentioned that 1% rule and I was like, I can't remember. Because it's nice like if you come across something to, you know, highlight where you got it from. Yeah, to reference it. a lot of people are just like, oh yeah, I've got this thing. And it's like, bitch, it weren't your thing. You read it somewhere. I came up with this. I'm clever. Yeah. Um, And I mentioned the 1% rule. um, But I was like, I literally was like, I can't remember where I saw this or where I read it. Yeah. But it was from this story. Um. It, yeah, it was from this story. And I just think it's it's amazing to think of like achieving your goals in that way. It's just to do mm. like 1% more than you did yesterday. Or even if it's not more than what you did yesterday, but just 1% today that's mm-hmm. in relation to your goal. Like it all matters because it all amounts up to like the bigger picture. Just like yeah. one, one piece of a puzzle, you know. We've if said it many times. Put one piece of a puzzle like slot it in its place eventually that that puzzle is going to be complete you know what a wonderful analogy I thank you I feel like I'm quite good with those things you're great with these things because it's true because literally you've got all the pieces of the puddle puddle for all the pieces (laughs) of the puzzle and you've literally got to find the edges and work your way around and work your way in and then before you know it you're at the end because going back to Chris he literally had to start from scratch I think on one of the um, documentaries I watched he couldn't even swim properly so he literally started from zero and then obviously with you know having disabilities and everything um, we had to factor that into his training as well And his dad worked so hard with him. And it also said a lot about their relationship as well. When you see them together, training together. It was so beautiful. Yeah, And I loved it. So, yeah, please check him out. And you'll be inspired too. So the first male inspo of the week. There you have it. It's Chris. Lovely. Yeah. Okay, so today today ah i think well i know you're definitely excited about this episode strangely excited about a strange topic well not so strange but it's the periodic table 
Auntie Flo. <laughs> Strawberry Fields. Oh my God. The painters are in. OMG. Well, if you haven't got it by now. You're red. You're red. Oh you my know that days. <laughs> you're red. Okay. Yeah, For those we're, of us we're in talking, South London. We're talking about periods. Yeah. Um, we're just going to go into like the ins and outs of periods and how it affects like training um and we're so pleased that we've actually got someone to talk to about this yeah we've invited um kelly kelly mcnulty who is just incredible and we came across her on instagram her instagram's called period of the period and it's just been so informative on the subject of periods yeah especially like in relation to training and stuff like that um so we just reached out to kelly and we were just like hey (laughs) fancy having a chat with us about periods about periods lovely and she was happy to come on so yeah here's enjoy it here's our little interview with kelly and we hope you enjoy enjoy So today I'm quite excited because we've got a special guest. Yes, we do. Um, so we are going to be speaking to Kelly McNulty. Um, well, first of all, to go into the intro, to do things properly, um, we're talking about periods. And this is an issue that's close to my heart. Um, and it's something that, as a woman of childbearing age, you think about you know about you have to deal with but you probably don't know the ins and outs of it why it happens I mean I remember when I was at school a very long time ago now that um we got a little diagram of like ladies bits and talking about pregnancy and why you have a period but we weren't really that interested in it we just thought okay it's a stage of growing up and there you go but for a lot of young girls and women, it really does impact their life, um, sometimes negatively. So this is an issue that's really close to my heart. And I'm so glad that we've got Kelly here talking to us about this. So a little bit about Kelly. So Kelly is a PhD student at Northumbria University. And she's investigating the effect of menstrual cycle and hormone contraceptive use on performance, recovery and adaptation. So we're so grateful to have Kelly here speaking to us. So Kelly, apart from my brief intro, I know there's so much more that you're into for this subject. So could you just give the listeners a brief overview of what you do? Yeah, definitely. So like you said, I'm a PhD student at Northumbria Uni and my interests are focused around the female athlete and periods, menstrual cycles, hormonal contraceptive use and how that all influences our ability to perform, train, adapt, recover, etc. And I've always kind of had that keen interest in human physiology and how we can optimise our own performance. So that's kind of where it all started. And I did my undergraduate and master's um, in sports science. But like most people, I got into the space because it was something that had an impact on my health and my performance. So particularly growing up playing sport or just in general life, I had a lot of questions about the effects of my menstrual cycle and then hormonal contraceptive use on performance training, but also my health and well-being. But there weren't really many answers available or it wasn't something that was just openly discussed in the way that it could be. Um, so for instance, if we think about sport itself and training, it's largely been designed for by men for men and um as a result yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as a result the support that we often apply to women athletes or just exercise and women is all what's being done on men or successful in male athletes um, but because we've had this massive increase in the number of women participating in sport and because women just like men want to get faster stronger achieve pbs break world records or whatever it might be it's become increasingly more important that we understand the physiology of the female and how this might impact on performance and training in different ways but despite this massive increase we've still got so little research in this area and kind of that's where my interest 
came in from um, in that we are starting to see a little bit more of this research and an increased drive for it. So I kind of wanted to be part of that bridge, bridge of the gap really, um, and also then be able to share this research. So that's kind of where I set the period of the period up from and just to kind of let all women know that these are issues that we face and that there are potential performance and training opportunities from them. So yeah, it kind of started as that personal drive, but then noticed that big gap here really. Sorry, that was so long-winded. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. It really is good. So like, I don't know, like like you said, like in the sporting world, it's so like male-focused and like male-led. It's so refreshing to have this because obviously this is like one major difference between male and yeah. female is that you know our hormones and our kind of like makeup is like totally different. So certain times or times of the month and with hormonal changes the effect that it will have on like the female body and then like in term performance like it's so important so no it wasn't long-winded it was great <laughs> it was perfect it was perfect because I have to say um I did a bit of research and I found an article on BBC Sport on the 9th of August and it was just speaking to a lot of female athletes regarding periods and stuff. And literally one of the questions was what problems do female athletes face? And they've said everything from white clothing to no sanitary bins, cramps, bloating, you know, so kind of like practical things that women need when they're training to things that you'd think would be quite obvious. So it's good that you know, we're kind of exploring these things because they they are issues for female athletes and for people that, you know, want to get into sport or who are quite active and, you know, they have to think about their periods and how they're going to manage them, you know, yeah, while they're being active. Yeah, no, that's an often a big one as well. And just when you were on there about the likes of these simple problems like sanitary products and having like bins to put them in I mean I grew up playing a sport that was sort of male dominant and older dominant so I played golf at quite a high level and you played golf I just, yeah I know I know wow, <laughs> I wow. always get that golfers. no I don't know any golfers wow that's amazing <laughs> Yeah, and going out and playing that sport for like four hours, I was always in the constantly in the back of my mind, or oh, sort of like leaking and sort of will my period oh, product yeah. last. And then yeah. you would go back into those environments, into the like place, and there would be nowhere then to put your period product after you'd finished using it. And it's just simple things like that, like sports places to have period products oh. available and then places to put them. Um, it's just an easy way to help women in that sort of sport environment really or just any gym or anything like that it's just such an easy thing for people yeah. to consider but it's often just totally forgot about as well so it's definitely interesting what you said there yeah because well on a side note um because basically our podcast is about encouraging women to try all different types of fitness so the fact that you're a golfer or you were a golfer is amazing because we've done something called the tryouts where we try different forms of fitness to encourage women to just try anything. I mean, we've yeah. done everything from gymnastics to what dance classes. We were going to do some yeah. rock climbing, but we've never considered golf. So as a side, side <laughs> note, it might be something that we could do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Where are you at the moment? Kelly. I'm in from Newcastle. Newcastle. Newcastle where, yeah. <laughs> right, what's the sitch up there? Yeah, no, it's exactly the same, really. <laughs> just it's all nothing happening. Okay, same boat situation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. One of the first questions I have, I mean, a lot of people may think, yeah, okay, but it's literally what is the menstrual cycle? You know, is the bleed the extent of it? I mean, are there different phases? You know, what, what does our body go through that we don't know about before we kind of get the visual signs that, yeah, something's going on? Yeah, definitely. So that's a great question. And because our education around the menstrual cycle is pretty poor, so 
Um, for example, at school, we're only taught that anatomy of the reproductive system. And if that's even done correctly, because there's research that shows about 60% of British women can't identify the vulva on a medical diagram and 65%. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's part of your lady bits, but I'm not sure which lady bit. So the vulva refers to the whole sort of outside bit, as you can see. And then the actual, yeah, so it's refers to all of those, all of those bits. Ah, (laughs) Yeah, so it's everything. Yeah. Yeah, so then we're learning a lot today. But the thing is, this is something that we, you know, we really need to know because I mean, as I said, I'm in my 40s, but at school, literally, we just sat there and laughed because it was all linked to sex education. And we were kind of like, oh, lady bits, because I went to an all girls school. So we literally sat there and giggled through the whole thing and we didn't learn a thing. So in my 40s now, I'm really glad that I'm actually learning something today. <laughs> but sorry, go on, Kelly. Yeah, no, definitely. And like you said, we are taught sort of that basic information and then basically told don't get pregnant. And that's the extent that we're kind of taught. Yeah. And but there's, yeah, there's so much that we need that we can be aware of and how the menstrual cycle can influence our day-to-day life. So yeah, because we aren't taught this stuff, I think a lot of women can almost get too zoned into the period and the negative things that they might be experiencing as a result of that. And that's probably got because the only thing that we really have to see and deal with but yeah like you say the menstrual cycle is more than just the bleeding so many people believe that the length of your cycle is how long you bleed for but simply put the menstrual cycle is the time from the first day of your period to the day before your next period and the period refers to the shedding of this endometrial lining and that typically lasts between three to five days So we kind of say a textbook menstrual cycle lasts 28 days, but it's worth noting that we aren't all textbooks by any means. And only about 13% of women have that 28 day cycle. So don't worry if you don't have that 28 day, um, because generally, normally it's considered between 21 and 35 days. And your cycles can then vary by plus or minus eight days each cycle. And in teen years, it's common to have longer cycle lengths. And then coming up to menopause and the perimenopause, your cycle can really start to change again then. But generally speaking, your cycle is at its most shortest and regular during the 20s and 30s. And then we have these two predominant sex hormones. So there are lots of other hormones involved. Um, But keeping it simple, we've got these two main hormones, estrogen and progesterone. And across these 28 days, these hormones sort of like ebb and flow. I'm flying my arms around here, but I know you can't (laughs) see me. (laughs) So um, it's quite visual, but I'll try and explain it using my words. So, um, for example, at the start of the cycle, so day one, so that's the first day of your period, you've got estrogen and progesterone are really low. So while we're focused on dealing with our outward period, one of these hormones, estrogen, starts to increase, and that's normally around day five, and it peaks just before ovulation, so normally around day 11, 12 in that textbook example. And ovulation refers to the release of an egg from the follicle or the ovary, and usually happens in the middle of your cycle, so day 14. But again, this can really vary between women, and that's kind of the sort of important part of your cycle and the reason why we have the period. So if you don't ovulate, you might not have your period. So after ovulation, estrogen begins to drop and then has this almost secondary peak. So around day 20, 23. And also at this time, progesterone, which started increasing after ovulation, also reaches its peak. And then following that, if pregnancy hasn't occurred, both your hormones drop off and then begin that cycle again. And basically, the cycle is kind of split into two main phases. So you've got the follicular phase, so roughly days one to 14. And this is when your estrogen and progesterone are low whilst you have your period. Then we have ovulation. So this is when kind of estrogen's reaching that peak, progesterone's low. And then we have the luteal phase. So that's roughly days 15 to 28. And then again, you've got that middle peak where both hormones are high before they drop off before your period again. So sorry, that's probably not very helpful because it's not very visual, but hopefully get an idea from that. (laughs) No, it's perfect because, you know, people can obviously go into it and, you know, look into everything that we're talking about and kind of get the visuals, you know, that they need. (laughs) I'm sure we could perhaps 
put something on Instagram or yeah. Yeah, and we can direct, yeah, direct people to Kelly's page so you know they can see all the visuals and everything because your page is quite cool. Sorry, I was just going to chime in because I have a question yeah. off the back of that. So with those hormones, estrogen and progesterone, yeah, how does that affect you like physically? Like, so on the inside, but on the outside as well. Do, do they have an effect? Yeah, definitely. So in terms of the reproduction system itself, so estrogen is primarily responsible for building the endometrial lining. So that's the lining that sort of grows and then you, it shreds as your period. It's also responsible for ovulation. Mm. Um, and then progesterone, that's kind of more of a calming hormone, a pro-pregnancy hormone that sort of prepares you for that in the later phase of your cycle. But because, well, while the primary function of the menstrual cycle is reproduction, because we have all these hormone receptors all over our bodies and in our brains, the fluctuations in estrogen and progesterone can influence all of our other physiological systems. Um, so in terms of performance and training, estrogen is thought to be potentially performance enhancing thanks to its anabolic muscle building effects. Oh, right. Because um, I yeah. must, sorry to interject, but... No, no, no. Um, because I tend to run a lot, like I like to do um, marathons, like my favorite yeah. distance. Um, and around, because literally I do have problems, well, issues with my periods. So literally, I mean, we'll probably go into it later about some of the negative effects, but I literally have to kind of plan my sporting endeavors around it. And yeah. sometimes when I am training, I find that I've got so much more energy a couple of days before and then my energy dips and then literally I could get up in the morning and do like an ultra marathon if I absolutely had to. Um, so I think, you know, those hormones, they really do come into play. Well, for me, I definitely, yeah, yeah. you know, feel them at certain times of the month. Yeah, definitely. And like you say, estrogen does have that feel good hormone effect. So it can influence your mood and your energy in a positive way. So when that's high, you're likely to be feeling that. Um, and then there's also in information that says that it also affects our ability to recover from training because estrogen sought to have this protective function against muscle damage also. And then in terms of what you were saying about longer distance events, estrogen also impacts on our fuel that we use for that. So it increases it to more, more fatty acids than using carbohydrate. Um, but then progesterone is known to oppose all these effects, basically. So, yeah, because we have these hormone receptors all over our bodies and in our brains, just because it, the main function is reproduction doesn't mean it's not going to affect nearly everything else and then in turn affect performance and training as well. Wow, it's really interesting. Blimey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Like there's so much more to it than you first think, because as we discussed, you know, you think kind of like the bleed and the kind of maybe mood swings and bloating yeah. is the extent of it. But like there's so many like hormones involved and oh, it's a minefield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Okay, so you did mention, I think it was the endometrial lining. Yeah, yeah. So is that why some women, myself included, experience pain? Because I have heard of, um, well, actually family members of ours have a condition called endometriosis, yeah. and they really have suffered over the years. So is that the same thing? Is that what the shedding... Is that the lining yeah. that's shedding? Yeah, so basically um, endometriosis, well, you probably know, is that it starts to sort of, smith, I don't know how to describe it, sort of parts like your endometrium start to grow outside of the uterus yeah. and it can grow all over the different parts of your body. And this sort of tissue acts like the endometrium in that it sheds like the period, but obviously it'll be shedding in different places and that can cause really extreme pain and discomfort and bloating in those women. Um, but it can take up to 10 years to diagnose this, which is just absolutely crazy to think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what you talk about in terms of the period and the lining then, 
is basically your period is this lining of your uterus or your endometrial shedding. And even though most of us are not trying to get pregnant, the majority of the time, the whole purpose of the menstrual cycle is to prepare your uterus for that fertilized egg to plant itself. So across the menstrual cycle, as a result of these changes in hormones, your uterus lining builds up. And then if pregnancy doesn't occur, occur, your uterus gets rid of that lining and that's your period. Right, got you. Yeah, and then, like I said before, your period can last anywhere between those three to eight days. But on average, it lasts five days and it's normally typically at its heaviest around day two. And the okay. blood from, yeah. <laughs> I call that, in yeah. Person, like my personal experience, I call day two Labour Day. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no, literally, yeah, you have no idea. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 don't be silly. And the blood from that is not kind of like the blood that you would get from just cutting your finger, for instance. It's made up of all the different mucus and cells from inside your uterus. Um, and like you say, it can come in a variety of different colors, amounts, and it can be very individual to you. Um, so talking about the color, because you often see a lot of different things about this, it mainly depends on how long it takes to sort of come out. Um, for example, blood that comes out fast is often that bright red color, whereas blood which has taken longer to come out, it can almost go that brown or almost black. It's almost like leaving an apple out in the air, how it goes a little bit brown. Lovely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then like you said some women that experience really heavy periods can actually start off with a bit of spotting at the start and then go fully into their period then um but yeah it's very individual to you and then another thing about heavy bleeding is that sort of the blood that's being shed will clot in your uterus so your body has to make these anticoagulants so these are chemicals that break down the clots so your blood can flow out easily but what it means is that if you have a large amount of blood to come out and it comes out faster than your body's making these, it can cause clots. And generally clots tend to be small, about the size of a 50p coin, but and it's not usually something to worry about, but these larger clots and lots of them can be a sign of heavy bleeding and probably something to speak to a GP or a doctor about um, to check that there's no kind of underlying cause there. Um, but also, like you said, about period pain as well. So that's a result of prostaglandins, but we can go into a little bit more detail on that as well. Oh, thank you. That's so much information. And yeah. <laughs> literally everything you're saying, like you could be talking about me because, um, yes, yeah. the, the clotting issue is, um, yeah, yeah, serious. Okay. <laughs> so we've, um, spoken about you know discomfort and bloating a little bit we touched on so is there anything that we can do nutritionally to help that um I mean my favorite which isn't nutritional obviously is um well I suppose it is well it's one of two things one I've been told is to cut down on salt and the other thing is that my hot water bottle is my best friend like yeah. At one point, I used to carry one in my bag and like fill it up at the hot water machine at work <laughs> and like sneak it under a scarf and kind of like yeah. put it behind my back or like <laughs> put it on my stomach and kind of like sit really close to my desk so no one could. Yeah, yeah. Anything we could do, whether nutritionally or not, maybe certain types of exercising or stretching that can you know help alleviate the pain or the discomfort in any way yeah definitely so um in terms of what actual period pain is it's called this sort of dysmenorrhea and 90 percent of women actually do report period pain which is a lot and it's kind of caused by these prostaglandins so these are produced to make your uterus muscle contract so it can basically shimmy out the blood basically um, and obviously you can get that pain in your lower abdominal or also your back, your bum and your thighs. And that's because all the nerves are connected in that area. Oh, that so, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm like, why are the backs of my legs? Hurt? Yeah. I did the, um, the virtual London marathon oh, yeah, um, yeah. last October and yeah. my period came two days early and I was like, oh, but I could cope <laughs> with this. And, um, Vinnie and I were running along and I was like, oh I've got pain everywhere it's down the back of my legs it's my stomach literally you know, like you know my whole body the pain that really really gets me is the one in your bum 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had like a stabbing face. Yeah, the stabbing was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one's bad. Oh my God. I had that yeah. work. I had that at work once and I like nearly jumped out my chair. Yeah. I had to style it out. <laughs> Anything we can tell those hormones about the bum stabbing pain? Yeah, yeah because that's yeah. that's really not on. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, acceptable. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, so they, like you say, they can cause either these mild aches or cramping. So that's kind of normal and generally okay. But then in some women, too many of these prostaglandins can cause really intense contractions and not only can it influence your performance and training but your whole day-to-day life and then because it can leak into other areas um it can cause these side effects like nausea and vomiting even and different things like that um but in terms of how to sort of manage these a little bit more so obviously there's painkillers and like you say heat um you mentioned actually taking your hot water bottle away yeah with you um so for myself that's something that I've struggled with as well sort of um painful periods and there's actually some really helpful sort of patches um they're called BU patches and they kind of stick on you and they're more of a cooling effect um they're quite a natural product and I've just found when you said about taking your hot water bottle everywhere I now pop them on and they're a little bit of a difference and they put me hot water bottle on when I get home sort of thing but in terms of medications um obviously you've got hormonal contraception but I just want to say there that these don't actually make your period better, um, but they just kind of alter your cycle. So you have a withdrawal bleed. So that doesn't come with all of the symptoms, um, but it's not a natural period. And often you'll find that if you go on hormonal contraception for period pain, when you come straight back off them, you'll have exactly the same symptoms that you did when you went off. So it's more like a sort of band-aid rather than an actual fix of the problem. That's really interesting, (laughs) actually. That's very interesting because, yeah, I know so many people that have, you know, gone on contraception, like, you know, when I was a lot younger, purely for that reason. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Ah. And you kind of not informed really much about that at sort of a doctor GP level. That's right, Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of sort of lifestyle factors, like you say, exercise, nutrition, there is definitely a role here for these as well. So exercising on your period is totally safe. Um, you get a lot of questions about that, but there are several studies also which show participating in exercise can start sort of ease these symptoms, like such as period pain. Um, there's an example of a recent review, I think it was last year, that said physical activity is an effective treatment for pain and cramps. And it's even better if you sort of perform it throughout your entire cycle, as well as whilst being on your period. But then also we need a lot more research in this area as well before we can kind of confirm these things. But generally, um, moving during your period can help with these physical and emotional symptoms experienced at that time. And some movement is probably better than no movement, but I can totally understand it perspective that if you're a woman that does suffer from these really bad you might not feel like doing absolutely anything so it's finding what's right and wrong for you and tuning into your unique system and symptoms and know how you're feeling and adapt your exercise to suit this so there's no right or wrong way really um and then it can also be beneficial for pms so this kind of appears sort of a day two before your period as a result of that decline in hormones that we get. So again, 90% of women suffer from PMS and there's over 150 reported symptoms that you can experience, which is a lot. 150? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 150. And they're things from anxiety, irritability, wow. um, tender breasts, bloating, headaches, tiredness. So there's over 150 of them you can get in the day or two before your period. How about rage, Kelly? How about rage? Yeah, yeah, that'll be definitely I'm not saying me. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there to help people, you know, because a lot She's of... She's indirectly saying me. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right, let's be real. <laughs> me. <laughs> sometimes... Right, well, yeah, both of us there. Yeah, right. because sometimes, again, on a personal level like the smallest thing because normally I'm a very easygoing person I'm quite relaxed but yeah literally the smallest thing like would really draw me out and I'd just be like oh my goodness even like 
I don't know, just the simplest thing. And I thought, no, yeah. come on, you you can get a handle on this. You can, you know, get yourself yeah. under control. You don't yeah. want to be so ragey. But I guess it, <laughs> I guess it yeah. is a symptom if there's 150, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then sometimes it can just help sort of knowing that. So knowing that it's, your period might be coming and that might be the reason why you're feeling like that can sometimes help. Yeah. Um, but in terms of exercise for that, exercise can also help. So the studies that have shown aerobic exercise to help with PMS, but also yoga as well. Oh. Um, and that's probably because of that release of endorphins. Um, so the feel good factor yeah. and also the anti-inflammatory effects of exercise. Um, but again, we need a lot more research in this area. In fact, I think there's a study that says there are five times more studies and research on erectile dysfunction, which 19% of men suffer from, wow. compared to PMS, which up to 90% of women suffer from. Yes. So you could see that there's a lot more that can be done. Yeah, that's outrageous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wow. Um, I have a question about anemia. Um, yeah. this is all sounding like me, 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 but <laughs> I have anemia and I'm sure a lot of women do. And I mean, obviously I'm in no way kind of au fait with all of the science, but I do believe it's to do with like, you know, oxygen and red blood cells and everything. And yeah. being someone that tries to be active, obviously oxygen to your cells and performance yeah. is really key so I kind of like take you know iron supplements and everything so yeah. does that play a role in um periods as well like do women who have anemia suffer more or have more issues with their period because of the anemia yeah definitely so um kind of a bit of background before I go into that is that one in five women experience these heavy really heavy periods known as menorrhagia and sort of textbooks state that anything over your 80 milliliters is classified as that heavy bleeding um but we all don't sit with those measuring drugs on our periods so yeah, I mean, what is that going to measure my period yeah. one second yeah, but I mean that's the thing what you yeah. know I hate to kind of be cliche but you know what is normal in this circumstance yeah. because what's normal to me is something that I've lived with since my early teens but I may sort of speak to my sister and she may go oh my goodness that is not yeah. normal yeah. this is what I go through so yeah how, yeah definitely yeah so in terms of heavy bleeding, it's kind of classified to say if you are changing pads and tampons at least every hour for several hours, right, or if okay. you need to use a pad and tampon at the same time, right, frequent okay. flooding or leaking, bleeding for longer than seven days. And then I think the most important one is that if it interferes with your life physically, emotionally, socially, that is kind of the definition of heavy bleeding in the research and like sort of Dr. GP wise. Um, but like you say, we all need to have these conversations and learn what's normal for us and be able to talk about it so we do learn more and we can help more women. Yeah. Um, but most heavy bleeding doesn't really have any underlying cause. Um, but again, research in that is really lacking. Um, but related to your question, some women might feel tired or have um, low energy during their period. But this sometimes isn't necessarily from blood loss or heavy bleeding and probably more to do with those hormones that I chatted about earlier. So oh, estrogen okay. at this point is low. And like I mentioned, that's your feel good hormone. So your tiredness and lack of energy should really go as your period finishes and your hormones begin to increase again. But if you feel it lasts longer, that's kind of when you should speak to your GP doctor and check for anemia. So like you said, that refers to the lack of or not enough healthy red blood cells to carry adequate oxygen to your body's tissue cells, etc. And about two thirds of women with really heavy periods are anemic or iron deficient as a result of it. Um, so you can get a blood test done for the likes of anemia. Um, I'm not a doctor or a GP, so I don't want to go too much into it, sure. but I guess something 
I would just flag about this is that optimizing your iron intake, like you say, can be really useful here. But then at the same time, I've seen it with athletes and different things. You've got to be really mindful that if iron supplementation isn't needed, it can cause more problems than what it's actually helping. Yeah. So you really big balance with that, really. So I guess, yeah, if you have a question about that, it's always better to speak to like a doctor, GP, etc. But it's something definitely to be aware of, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So obviously, like we've been talking about, you know, kind of like the negative if you like effects of periods can you because obviously this is part of your research and you know things that you've been going into in great detail what what would you say is a positive like because to some it's just kind of like oh I have to deal with this and other people are just like right this is part of me being a healthy woman um is something that happens you know psychologically what 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 do you think is a positive that women can take from this rather than thinking this is just something that you know I have to manage yeah yeah definitely well I guess your menstrual cycle is almost like that fifth vital sign of health so if you have a period or a menstrual cycle it's confirming that you are healthy and that you are still you know here alive functionally correctly yeah um and then in terms of what I said about performance so like people say, you can really hone in on those sort of negatives and the period itself. But actually, when we sort of look at it, these hormones can almost be our superpower as well. So as well as causing all these problems, they can also help us to achieve everything. And that's kind of all starts with getting to know your body and understanding what you're going through at different phases and different cycles. So we um, conducted this quite a big review of all of the studies on this topic that looked at exercise performance in the menstrual cycle. And kind of what we found was that exercise performance might be slightly reduced when estrogen and progesterone are low. So during those um, early follicular phase when you're on your period, but um, when we kind of added everything together so there was really low quality research we couldn't form these general guidelines so what we kind of recommended from that is female athletes and those working with female athletes take a personalized approach so you track and you consider your own menstrual cycle and be aware of potential times where your performance might be reduced but then be aware of that there's so many other phases that it could be enhanced so sort of heading into your late follicular phase for some women, this might be a really good time to achieve your PBs, to lift heavy, to run further, to get your further, whatever, because you've got that increased energy, your muscles are estrogen's high, um, and all of those effects that it's having on you. Um, and then sort of going into your next half of your cycle, you that's when you might have to go to sort of a bit more of a moderate intensity and work on it there. And then again, sort of change. So your training and performance can really change throughout your cycle to suit you. Yeah. But also some women will not notice this at all and will breeze through their menstrual cycle. I mean, yeah. there, there is some women out there that do do that. Um, but yeah, I guess I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm joking. It's, do you know what? Um, I think so I was on the pill for a while um how many years maybe about six years and it was like that then I'm now off of it and I can definitely feel a difference like (laughs) during my cycle and even like because I'm an instructor as well so like even when that time's coming up and I know I've got to like be a certain way like it's so hard it's so so hard because just your body it's almost like your body's just saying not right now (laughs) not right now um but just to roll backwards the follicular phase is that's what it's called yeah yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs) what part is that sorry yeah so you've kind of got two bits of this follicular phase you've got the start where you're bleeding the way your hormones are low and then as we come out of that around day five we kind of have this increase in estrogen so that's kind of our late follicular phase heading towards ovulation and that's the time that's That's the time yeah so after about that's the good time okay (laughs) yes yes I need to get my calendar out and my diary planner and yeah, look at everything, everything and then just smash everything because <laughs> literally sometimes when I'm training honestly Kelly it's like wading through treacle and I'm just like what has happened I went out two days ago 
did my training plan. It was brilliant. And yeah. now I just feel like a beginner again and I can hardly lift my legs up. I can hardly you know, get into the flow of what I'm doing. And it's awful. And funny enough, actually, um, I remember once when I was about, I think I was about 15 and I was at home. I think it was on a Saturday and I wasn't feeling very well at all. Um, I had really bad period pains and athletics was on. And I was watching it and I was like, how are they doing that? Like, it's not fair. I'm sitting here, you know, just in bits. Like, what do they do? You know, do their periods stop? Like, how do they manage to do that on an elite level? Like, surely there's people like me that have pain or maybe I'm the only one, but that, you know, that can't be right. Yeah, no, it's such an important point, what you say. And um yeah I've worked with sort of many athletes that will experience it as you say really bad pain and that'll put them off training but also as an elite athlete you're going to get competitions or training that falls at every single point of your cycle and for yeah. example you can't change the date of the Olympics like you're saying yeah exactly just like because one you're on your period. period is about to come yeah. can we just wait can we move it two days <laughs> yeah yeah so it's more about sort of managing this as in sort of minimizing these effects as much as we can, but then also maximizing these effects when we can, when we can as well. So um, I guess what it means is for you is tracking your cycle. So I'm a big fan of tracking your cycle and recording sort of what symptoms you experience and how yeah. you perform, train, recover on certain days. And from that, you can sort of then pick up on patterns and then from that be able to sort of tweak and adjust things if needed which it might not always be to sort of maximize or manage your performance and training depending where you are in your cycle and it's these sort of individual experiences of the menstrual cycle that really help us to inform that training um, yeah. but that only comes from understanding our bodies um, I guess in terms of cycle tracking, you can do it very straightforwardly by pen and paper, but there are also many apps like Clue or even one that stands out, it's called Fit Our Woman. So that's an app specifically for female athletes to help you think your training, nutrition, recovery, all around your menstrual cycle. Um, And it's a great app. Um, A lot of athletes use it. Um, It's very easy to use. Um, I guess one thing that I would maybe note with using these apps is that sometimes the information that you can give is often very generic. um, And because we all experience things differently, it might not always be suited to you, but Fit Our Women actually allow you to turn off this training information if you don't feel like it's benefiting you. So it's all about taking what you need and leaving the rest sort of thing. Um, And in terms of what to track, I would sort of start by tracking the start and end of your bleeding and then when ovulation occurs. And then again, like I said, any of those physical, emotional performance changes on any day, as well as menstrual cycle symptoms. Um, Tracking can get a little bit complex if you want it to be, but it doesn't have to be. So you can go into more detail, like the use of ovulation kits or other ovulation signs. So your body temperature increases after you've ovulated. So you can look out for that. Or you can also look out for cervical fluid. So that changes across the cycle. So um, you get more white um, vaginal fluid that's stretchy and slippery and looks like egg whites around ovulation. So you can look out for that. Um, And like they say, this stuff isn't just for the elite athletes. We can all benefit from it. So I guess the main message is here is collecting your own data and looking for patterns in it and then using that to inform any training or performance, but also day-to-day life stuff sort of thing. Yeah. So I think the key really is as well to kind of, you know, for us to get familiar with our bodies and, you know, know what's right and know what isn't right and, you know, just keep a track of everything. And, you know, we can tailor our fitness or, you know, whatever we're doing to our cycle and, you know, when we can get the best out of ourselves. So have you got any more questions for Kelly? Do you know what I, like, I'm just in awe. I'm just like, oh my God, like, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. So much that like, I thought I knew, but maybe I knew, but it was just so surface yeah. level, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm, definitely. It is yeah, a thrill, it's, yeah. it's been so great to like talk and just listen. I think this is the first time on, on our pod where I've just been so quiet. <laughs> 
yeah because literally we're literally just like chatting 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 away but you know it's it's really been an education Kelly um we can't thank you enough and like, you're so welcome. Thank you for inviting me on. Oh, fa- well, thank you so much because I know obviously you're so busy and everything like that. And I think you'll go far and we'll see you on TV talking about this. So <laughs> hopefully by the time my daughter is older, she kind of, you know, she won't go through what I did. I mean, yeah, we were giggling in the back of the class, but this is serious information yeah. that all <laughs> women should know, I think, because, you know, we need to know about our bodies and know what's good and what's right and what's healthy and what's not so it's been an education so thank you so much no, thank you no, definitely. Thanks, thank Kelly. you I've enjoyed it thank you and where can people find you Kelly I, you see I know I should be giving this information but please tell people where they can find you yeah definitely so on Instagram it's at period of the period I think um yes. I know I should probably know that but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's always forgetting our Instagram yeah. anyway I forget <laughs> all the time but yes it's period of the period yeah <laughs> check it out there's yeah. so much information on there and Kelly's research and everything is absolutely brilliant and yeah I know we're like fangirls now because <laughs> we just you know this is something that needs to be out there and needs to be spoken about and not hidden away so thank you so much Kelly for speaking to us yeah no thank you okay take care I think this is the first time I've ever been so quiet during a recording I know Kelly's just like so knowledgeable I was just in awe of everything that she was saying yeah you know to know that we kind of I mean I see it as a negative but actually processing what Kelly's had to say and all the changes that go through our bodies we are flipping amazing Mm. like as women we have to contend with so much and we have to manage periods while performing at elite levels or just regular weekend warriors or regular people just going to work or doing whatever you're doing we have this process that's going on inside us that just kind of gets along with it and it's brilliant however you look at it it's normal it's natural it's healthy and obviously there are parts of it that may not be where you may want to consult your doctor but for the most part um it's just a wonderful thing that our bodies are capable of and I just learned so much today and definitely go and check out Kelly's Instagram because she's got so much more information on there and if you're one of these people that are better with pictures rather than words there's lots for you to see on there so I would recommend that you go and check out period for the period do you think um you're going to start tracking your periods now definitely because Kelly named some yeah and Kelly named some really um good apps Apps, yeah that I'd never heard of before so I'm definitely going to check them out and Mm -hmm. um you know see how that goes because you know we kind of look after ourselves on the outside you've also got to look after yourself on the inside also and it does help to know you know, that um, certain types or certain times of your cycle that there's a peak part where performance is key. So you can smash out a PB or you can, you know, really get things done. So I'm definitely going to look into one of those trackers and see how things go. Cool. So in other news... Oh, yeah. Yeah, drum roll, please. Drum roll. So Brrr. we've decided, I mean, I'm cutting off the drum roll here because I'm oh. just like, I'm so excited. Cheek. Oh, my God. But we've decided we're going to do a lockdown live on Instagram. So we want to hear from you. Like, if you have any questions for us, it doesn't have to be in relation to, like, 
sports or fitness it could literally be what's your favorite color anything which my favorite color is i don't actually have a favorite color it like changes with the seasons and right now i feel like khaki green is like my vibe but anything anyway if you want to ask us a question please do dm us or email us you can text now you can't text me because i don't like people having my phone number <laughs> boundaries you um, know what i'm an open be. book you can ask me anything apart from my middle name i'm quite proud <laughs> of my middle name yeah because i'm named after someone who means something is very dear to me very very dear to me you just don't like her name <laughs> I wouldn't have chose it. Oh, okay. But you know what? It's a beautiful testament to this beautiful person. Um, That's sweet. So you can ask me anything you want, baby, but not that. Yeah. So please do send in some questions for us. Anything. Um, Anything um, within reason. Um, Why why are you so lovely? Why is your sister so grumpy? anything anything anyway um so yeah hit us up on the instagram at relatively fit pod thanks for doing that for me because I didn't yeah she just remember. wasn't gonna do it no <laughs> and if you enjoyed this episode please make sure you rate and review yeah so stay connected and join, join the conversation the conversation bye, bye.